Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Scotty, how are you, sir? Oh, hi, Mike. Very good. Uh, pleasure to have you on the air. You must be uh, uh, proud to, to watch this documentary. Yes, it was something that's not just about hockey, Mike. It's this culture that they had to go through. And they, the way they recruited uh, back, you know, in the, in the, well, when they started hockey in Russia, maybe over 50 years ago, but, you know, they became world-renowned because they would put all the top players in one team. Yeah. And they, they, they had to go through quite a regime to uh, to stay on that team. And uh, and a couple of the players uh, got out. Uh, they, they started to let them out around the late 80s uh, legally. There's a few that escaped. Yeah, if I can interrupt you for a second, because I want to let everybody know that what you're saying is yeah. way more literal than, than people would expect. They started to let them play because they right. would not let them leave to the point where they would threaten their families, right? Yeah, they wouldn't let them. They had to stay with the Russian system, and uh, it was really tough. They were sort of uh, just, you know, captured for 11 months, trained uh, just to play hockey. Some of them were even married. They couldn't hardly see their wives. You sequestered from their families. They had to train for yeah. eleven months, and they'd get like thirty days to spend with their families, and back to the back to the training again. Yeah, and then when they got to America, a couple of them, well, a few of them got out, but not the the big team. Only two of them. Uh, Slava Fatisov is kind of the the, the linchpin of the uh, movie. He's the one that was agreed to be interviewed, and uh, you know he's played in the NHL. And I had I was fortunate in Detroit. We had five of them on. On, on the team for a couple of years and we played them together and uh, they call them the Russian Five and uh, they were just awesome. We won two Stanley Cups, not just because of them, but they were an ingredient that no team, no other team had. How know? did you know what to do with the, with the Russian Five? The Russians had a very different way of playing than the American hockey guys. They they played together in almost what's been compared to uh, like a Harlem Globetrotter style where they just played on each other. Well, you know, it, it's in the movie, but I told uh, the Slava Fatisov one day, I said, whatever you guys are doing, don't change. Yeah, <laughs> that works. Was it hard for you? Did, did you, you kind of just let them do their own thing? Or I mean, what, what did you have to offer them at that point? No, I let them do their own thing, Mike. And I, I was reluctant to play them all of the time because I didn't want any of the opposition to really get to, you know, break down what the, what were they doing? Because, uh, you know, we just gave glimpses of them during the regular season, but when the playoffs came, I used them uh, pretty well 80% of the time together, and they were awesome. I mean, it was uh, it, it's a good, uh, uh, you know, comparison with the way the Harlem Globetrotters would throw the ball around. Uh, the, five of them would touch the puck, and all of a sudden, one of them would have a breakaway. It was it was really something. It's in the good footage. Uh, Gabe Polsky, the director and producer of the film, uh, he got access to a lot of good footage from w- uh, when they played in Russia, right. and also the Russian Five in Detroit in the late nineties. I'm very intrigued by the uh, by the Russians who came over here and had to pay the Russian government portions of their salary in order to get out of there. Well, that's what happened. Then it's it's documented in the movie. One of the two, uh, Fatisov, he didn't want to go for that. He 
he refused to leave uh, Russia. They had made a deal with the NHL to let him go, but they were going to keep half of his contract. So he said, no, I'm not. So he stayed in Russia, and they threw him off the team. He couldn't play for the Red Army. They wouldn't let him skate. They wouldn't let him practice. It's all in there for a year. And then finally the next year, he, he broke the system, and he did get out, and he was allowed to go and play and keep his contract. But the, his, his one of his line mates, Igor Larionov, who also ended up with us in, in Detroit, uh, he went to Vancouver for the first year, and then he thought the second year was going to be okay, and and he uh, all of a sudden he, he he didn't want to do it, so he went he he moved to Switzerland for a year. Yeah, and it's, it's really amazing. But Larionov had a fifty fifty deal with the Russian government. Didn't he have to give yeah. them half his salary to stay? He, he did. He 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 stayed in Vancouver, and uh, he. he uh, he, he did. He, he decided to stay, and uh, he did play the first year, and they got half his contract. Who is the Who is the guy that they throw? Is it Mogilny that they threatened his family? Oh no, they threatened uh, Fatista. Well, Mogilny, yes, he he's one of the defectors. He wasn't one of the Russian five I had. He went to Buffalo, and uh, he was they, like he they they considered him a deserter right. in the army because he you know he he was one of the defectors. Uh, there was probably a half a dozen of them that defected. They would play tours in America, then all of a sudden they wouldn't go back. It was quite a risky. I had one of the five in Detroit, uh, Vladimir Konstantinov, and he, he, his parents, his father died, and even later on in life, and he didn't. Even, he was even afraid to go back. But it's all patched up now. You know, they 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 can move back and forth. Oh, I don't know. I'd still be afraid to go back. <laughs> yeah, back. I kidding. Uh, I, were they once they came over and the Russians, uh, the 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 Russian five came over? Did that kind of open the like like when the Yankees started pulling in Japanese players? Now every team was pulling in Japanese players. Did everybody was everybody trying to pull Russians after then? Yes, it was, and then they started their own league, uh, uh, I don't know, half a dozen years ago. So it, there hasn't been the same you know, wave of Russians coming over because in their own league, the oil companies sponsor the three or four of the big teams, and they were. They, it's not really a competition against the NHL, but um, a lot of them, a lot of the younger ones come over, but some of them, they don't do as well, and they go back. They, they call it the Continental League. It's, it has expanded. The Russian uh, Continental League has expanded to uh, places like Czech, uh, the Czech Republic, and, and uh, Finland has a team now. But right. I don't think I don't think they're doing as well. I mean, I know they're not doing as well. You what, know. When the second the second Russian five included Fedorov, and Fedorov was like the first I was, rookie card. Yeah, yeah, he was like <laughs> the first big Russian superstar that that I remember. Yeah. Uh, did, did, is it true that they they had to smuggle him in in a, in a trunk to get him over the border? Yeah, he he got through. I think he stayed. It was a, I think it was in it was a tournament in Seattle and uh, in Washington, Seattle, Washington. And he the Red Wings. He was only nineteen, and the Red Wings kept they 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 kept they had to really do all kinds of stuff to get him to stay. But he he, he got to Detroit, and then I, I, he was there a couple of years before I was, but. He was a great player. Now he's back running a team. He's a general manager of one of the teams in the Continental League, but his um, his family still live in Detroit. So it's kind of he he travels back and forth, you know. 
I never saw a guy get uh, more people come up to him at a bar. We I was at a oh, bar in Detroit. Yeah. I'm from Detroit and, oh, and grew up, so you're saying all these names. I couldn't be more excited. Right, you're, uh, these are all your people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm from well, the he dated, he dated Anna Kurnikova. Yeah, oh, yeah. So was doing, tennis player, but that. he was having I, I forgot at the time maybe contract problems or or he was sitting out for a game because of cash or something. Right. So he, he was he at. Yeah, yeah he, he he left our team. That's too bad because. Uh, you know, he, he would be a legacy in, in Detroit. I mean, Steve Eiserman, Gordy Howe are, are the two great I know, And I next. think, to this day, on a side note, it's Steve Eiserman is the only human being where Steve Eiserman <laughs> could walk into any household in Detroit, look at the husband and say, I need you to leave. I'm going to spend some time with your wife. And not one husband would put up a complaint. Everyone would go, Steve Eiserman is going to be in my house. It's kind of that I'll way. go get pizza. It's yeah, kind of that he, way in Tampa, too. Yeah, he's I, Steve, I, Steve Eisenman, I think, is the greatest athlete to ever live on a side note. Oh, boy. You're really a uh, fan of the, the uh, Red Wings, for uh, sure. Nick Lidstrom, don't forget him either, too. We would, we, it's, on a side note, we would see these guys at bars. So keep in mind, we were about the same age as they were at the time. <laughs> right. So you'd be in a bar, and you'd be talking to some girls. You're like, I'm making some headway. Until. And then Osgood would walk <laughs> in. And then you're like, no. <laughs> that, stories on these guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, this certainly sounds like an interesting movie. You don't even have to be a big hockey fan. I mean, I, I'm very intrigued by the by the whole Russian system and the way these guys got yeah. out and of course the the I'm sure the movie touches on the uh, the the limo accident after the championship yeah tell all your listeners Mike to come down actually Saturday it's at the Burns Court in Sarasota uh, there's, there's a 715 I'm gonna do a I'm hosting a Q&A after the film and uh, it's it's a nice little theater and uh, they'll see it's not it, it's quite a story because it's it, it has a little bit of hockey in it but it has a lot of real life stuff that uh, people would like to really see. It's a great movie. I, I, I just was intrigued with it. I saw it the first time in Toronto at the uh, TIFF and uh, yeah. the International Film Festival. It's been all over the place, you know. And I, 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 I uh, Unfortunately, this with St. Patrick's weekend, this has been the busiest week of my life, and I, I haven't gotten a chance to see it. But my best friend and his son, who plays hockey, is eight years old, and he's been playing for a couple of years. They went to go see it last week, and they that's what they told me all about it. They said it's a fantastic movie. It's Red Army. And you'll get an opportunity to see it Saturday at 7.15 at Burns Court in Sarasota. You can get information and tickets at 941-955-3456. That's 941-955-3456. And you'll, of course, get the Q&A with Scotty Bowman uh, afterwards. Nice of you to do that. I mean, people that are hockey fans, it'll be a great treat for them to get to come on out and, uh, and meet you and get to ask you questions. Well, thank you very much, Mike. And uh, it's great talking to you and the uh I hope that the people can get out to see it because uh, I'm, I'm a movie buff and this is one of the good, great documentaries. Well, I'm sure it'll be successful. It was a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you, Mike. All right, have a great day. Thank you. Scotty Bowman, there you go. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs>